I am Danika. And I am Myra. And this is the Black Women Healing Podcast. A space to discuss mental wellness. A space to dive into soul care and vulnerability. Here, we will support you on your journey as you focus on your healing. While also giving you the work along the way. Welcome to Black Women Healing Podcast. Well, I am here to announce that our book, Let's Heal, a workbook designed for black women with various modalities by your co-host Danika and Myra is now at a storefront. And so the storefront is Urbana Goods. It's a community store that brings an upgraded experience of connecting with the community uh, with small crafting gatherings and workshops and supporting other local businesses by housing and selling their merchandise, such as us. And they even sell some of your typical items from the local convenience store. Like y'all, I literally bought some body butter, hair products, and a cute purse all from this store. Just to give you a little example. So when you have some time, check out Urbana Goods. It's located in Guardina, California. The actual address is 1756 West El Segundo, Guardina, California, 90249. You can put it in your GPS, whatever you need to do, but go ahead and make your way there and check us out. Hey y'all, we're back with another episode of Black Women Healing Podcast, and as usual, we have a special guest, but before we get started, we're going to start with a quote um, by a Black woman, and this quote goes, life is short, and it's up to you to make it sweet, and this is by Sadie Delaney, I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, What are you all thinking about this quote? I think my mind just goes to make every day count. That's what they like put my mind goes to make every day count in the best way that you can. Um, because tomorrow's not promised. And even yesterday I was at a funeral and they were like, today is not even promised. And I was like, that is definitely true too. I have never thought to say that, but yes, I agree. <laughs> what about you, Kirby? I think like the idea that life is short, so you have to make it sweet, just kind of like also means like you should be finding things that actually make you happy and going after them and not just trying to be like oh well I can do that later or I can do that whenever like but genuinely seeking out joy is what I think that means to me yeah 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 I think recently I had a friend actually say life is long um and it was you know a different perspective and so it's making me think about regardless if life is short or if it's long, you should still be trying to make it sweet, right? Uh, You can still take it day by day, even if life is long, you can still be reflective and all these things. So, um, but yeah, life is long and short, you know, depending on perspective and uh, where you're coming from with it. So, all right. So that is our quote section. Um, So today, you all, we have Kirby Marshall Collins. I'm so I'm so sorry. As as far as pronouns, you uh, what pronouns do you identify with? Uh, she pronouns are fine. Okay, all right. So we have Kirby Marshall Collins. She is a Black TV writer and director who amplifies the voices of Black and queer people through fun and fantastical coming of age stories. She's a former gifted kid and a pleasure to have in class. But like many undiagnosed Black kids with ADHD, she bounced back with between breaking class records and barely turning in assignments. Now through now though, Kirby is a 2023 Disney Entertainment TV writing fellow chosen from thousands for the highly competitive TV staffing program. In 2022, Kirby excelled as a writer's assistant on the CW's Nancy Drew, 
she is currently fundraising for her short film debut which centers a, a neurodiverse black girl who just really wants to fly so wow it sounds like these last few years you've been getting to it for real <laughs> tell us about yeah. it <laughs> it's been it's been busy it's been wild because I feel like I used to I used to work in like entertainment payroll which is like the worst possible like customer service job ever because you're dealing with money and it's super time sensitive and everybody's intense all the time and I was like am I ever actually going to get out of this field and get to actually like write for tv and do the things that you know matter to me and oddly enough it was like as COVID hit and lockdown hit and everything kind of changed that I was able to finish the scripts that got me where I am now which is so close to actually writing for tv whenever the strike actually ends yeah yeah no absolutely um yeah I feel like you know we've had we've had some uh recordings today and I feel like COVID uh success stories have been happening where people during COVID have been popping off <laughs> for real and I'm like what was we doing Stop. <laughs> listen we are all on our own journeys we're all doing our own things uh for some of us getting to slow down meant that like you know a lot of change was able to happen and for some of us rest was the main thing that happened I feel like you know either one of those is fine absolutely yeah. thank you for that um so in talking about ADHD in in this in your short film in general let's first define attention deficit hyperactivity disorder um and you can define it however you want to it doesn't have to be in this DSM very 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 strict criteria but how would you define it well, like the strict criteria way is like ADHD is normally marked by like ongoing patterns of either like inattention or hyperactivity. Um, and so they have the different types, like inattentive usually means you struggle with like staying on task or focusing or organizing. And hyperactive is like a lot of movement and energy and impulsivity. And like you're cutting people off when they're talking because it feels like they're talking way too slow. Uh, and combined is just like a mix of both of those, uh, which is where I fall. Uh, definitely somebody who's got a little bit of everything going on, uh, which was interesting to also kind of like hear and have confirmed. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So speaking of the confirmed part, tell us what it was like to get diagnosed as an adult and what led you to getting a diagnosis. Mm, so uh, part of that's COVID. Um, like short answer is I always kind of felt like there was something different about the way that I processed the world. Um, like I'd always been somebody who could get so much done, but also couldn't do a single thing if it wasn't something that interests me. And I'd kind of suspected that I might've ADHD for a few years. And like one of my old high school friends had made a post and it was like talking about her diagnosis and it resonated with me so deeply that I just like saved it on Instagram and then like closed the app. Uh, cause I was like, I'm not dealing with that. Um, but then when COVID hit and all the like safety measures and all the like different things that I kind of had built into my life that made it easier for me to get things done that I needed to get done were like suddenly gone. I was like, oh, this is something that I probably do have to deal with. And so mm -hmm. like the first step was that I talked to my therapist at the time and I was like, hey, I think I might have ADHD. And they were just like, yeah, bud, uh, pretty sure that makes sense, um, which is hilarious that that's like the response that most people give they're like yeah Kirby you're kind of like 
you go through a lot of things very quickly. Um, and then after that, they were like, you're going to have to talk to a psychiatrist for an official diagnosis if medication is what you want, uh, which is what I was looking for, especially because like I've done 20 something years of my life unmedicated. So I was like, let's see uh, if that helps at all. Um, and the issue with that is like, especially with getting a diagnosis for ADHD is like, it's this multi-step process. You're going to have to seek out the psychiatrist. You're going to have to like make the calls to actually get the appointment. You need to remember to call during like office hours and you're setting an appointment playing phone tag. And it's like an obstacle course for someone who cannot mm -hmm. necessarily remember to do things or can't yeah. remember to do things at the specific times. Sometimes like an alert pops up and you're, you know, busy or whatever, and you're just like, oh, I'll get back to it. And you never do. And you, you know, a lot of people experience that whether or not they have ADHD, but sometimes having it makes that just that much more insurmountable. Mm -hmm. um, and then once I started being a writer's assistant, I was like doing the thing that I'd worked my whole life to get to. And some of those problems that came along with my ADHD were still popping up. And that's when I was like, okay, I can't do this any long. Like I have to do something so that we can see what is going to work the best. Because if I blow this thing that I have worked my whole life for, because I don't have the support I need, then I don't know how I'm ever going to be able to like forgive myself or move on from that. So I like one day was like calling on my lunch. I'm like editing notes for the day um, while I was waiting on hold. And then, yeah, they have you do like a pre-assessment with the psychiatrist and you have to answer like four to five pages of questions about your life that go back to like infancy, which was wild. Cause then I'm like texting my mom as I'm sitting in Kaiser, like, do you remember anything about like when I started talking and walking and random stuff like that, they had me do like a blood sample blood test thing. They tested my blood pressure as well because ADHD medications are usually stimulants and they're like, we don't want your heart to just, you know, explode. Um, and then eventually like a few weeks after I did the assessment, I got to talk to the psychiatrist. She asked me more questions. We went over the questionnaire and then she felt comfortable diagnosing me with like combined ADHD, uh, which Personally, I kind of feel like those should cancel each other out, like inattentiveness and hyperactivity, but uh, apparently they don't. And they just like alternate uh, to make things more complicated. And now I've been medicated for a few months now, I want to say, maybe like mm -hmm. six-ish months. Time isn't my strong suit, um, but <laughs> most of this year. Yeah. I'm curious how you've found ways to like, um, navigate having this diagnosis, um, as far as like working in the field is so like deadline driven, like how have you made this like work for yourself? I feel like the biggest thing about being in a place that's so deadline driven and trying to make like ADHD in my brain work for me was also recognizing that I need to be nicer to myself and I need to stop comparing myself to other people. And it was a lot easier once it was like, oh, this is why, or this is part of why, you know, I can care about something and it can be so hard to do it. Cause I'm like, oh, there's so many steps or why sometimes, you know, uh, the time blindness really kicks in or the time insensitivity and you just fully forget like how much time something's going to take. So building out a system that works for me was really important. Uh, the medication super helpful and just not feeling as, inattentive and not being a person that has to drink like four or five shots of espresso, never feel awake, but just like 
it does something. Um, it helps to also like reach out to my coworkers or friends sometimes for like body doubling um, or when you have someone else who's like working on their own thing at the same time as you are, just so you can like keep focused. And another like big accommodation that came from actually having a diagnosis and knowing this thing about myself was also like letting people know that I might need to be doing something sometimes to keep my attention where it's supposed to be. Um, I'm not just like doodling on paper or coloring, but I'm giving my brain something to keep it on the task at hand, um, which is something I used to do before I knew what I was doing. Like I would sit there braiding and unbraiding parts of my hair in like college lectures because that's what got me to do whatever I needed to do. Uh, I feel like the other big help has also been just talking to other writers with ADHD or other types of like neurodiversities because their tips and experiences just like help remind me that this is possible and that it's like just because it's a field that has a million deadlines that are all time sensitive and so many different things that are happening doesn't mean that it's not like possible like it's new to me but it's not new in like the grand scope of everything else yeah yeah absolutely it sounds like it's one of those moments where a diagnosis can be like a a game changer like a life changer like it sounds like it's helping you to recognize different ways that you need to like navigate prepare um like now that you actually have the official diagnosis that's what I'm hearing yeah and it also helps with like being able to find community and find like resources and compare stuff to different people and be able to be like okay this is what I'm struggling with has anyone else struggled with it and then having other people that are like oh yeah part of that is because like a lot of times people with ADHD are motivated by like curiosity and motivated by like what is new and exciting and that's part of why sometimes like if you're working on the same thing for a long time you're going to be like I cannot do this it is physically painful for me to look at this one more time um so what are the new things that you can be incorporating or what is the thing that's going to make it feel interesting to you again um and finding just like things that actually can help because people love to just be like get a planner you're going to be fine get a get a pill organizer you're going to be fine i have a pill organizer for days of the week and one of the days is missing when did I lose it? I don't know. Mm. Where is it? No clue. But, you know, finding the different things that like actually can help when your brain doesn't necessarily work the exact same as everybody else's. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Thank you for sharing that with us and, and giving us a little bit of perspective of your personal journey. Um, so, I mean, we, you have this short film, Ways to Fly. Um, and I know at least for me, I've been, I feel like at least it feels like it's everywhere, like between my, my personal tribe, I've been seeing the promotion of it and stuff. And so, um, I've done my little research, but I would love to hear what has been your process, uh, for creating ways to fly. What's this been like for you? Uh, so ways to fly is like this short film. That's about like this neurodiverse black girl who wants to fly like ballerinas and, uh, you know, she keeps getting distracted while she's trying to get what she wants. And I started off thinking I was just going to tell this like cute story about like ballet and like having to get a bun on the top of your head, which was like so difficult for me as a kid. Uh, and it turned into this like story about self-advocacy and communication. 
And I feel like part of that is just that there are so many women and like non-binary and gender non-conforming people who are finding out as adults that we have ADHD because like we were ignored or misunderstood when we were younger. And I wanted something that could like visualize that experience without like demonizing or poking fun at that. And I wanted something that could hopefully help like a bunch of people heal um, and like connect with each other as adults. So like I wrote this short at the beginning of the year and the moment I finished it, I was like, oh, I think this is the right project for like my directorial like short film debut. And like, then I was like, oh, I need producers because I have directed in the past, but I've never directed something that's like, we actually have to get a crew and pay them and get permits. So then I was like, uh, specifically, I was trying to get Effa to be one of my producers because um, I was like, oh, she knows what she's doing. She's a great person, great energy. Um, and I didn't want to approach her directly because I was like, she has a real job and she's probably busy. So then I like made a post on Instagram and was like, hey, I'm looking for producers if anybody's interested. And once she responded, I was like, great. And then she brought on another person. And from there, it's like, there's so many different things you have to do trying to get like funding or trying to get like uh like your cast and figuring out everything else so like we applied to grants and competitions and now it's kind of like a weird waiting game for a little bit I guess as we're mostly just trying to see like how much money we can get which actors we can get which locations we can get and then hopefully being able to film in November wow wow Thanks for walking us through that. That sounds so amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like the the piece of like community, you reaching out to community. Uh, it's like you said, you was like, oh, I'm not going to reach out to this person. But then boom, it came to you, right? Um, and then like, I mean, hearing about all these different pieces of having to create a film, it sounds like a lot of <laughs> like, it sounds <laughs> It sounds, uh, you know, pretty stressful. I mean, this is not one of the questions, but how 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 do you deal with like this the all these different moving pieces? I want I don't want to put stress on you because maybe that's not the. Oh moment. no. Okay. Okay. That's um, <laughs> not a stressful question. It's okay. <laughs> um, I part of it is like I talk to a lot of people that I know who've made shorts. Like anybody that I know who's made one, I was like, please tell me where did things go wrong? Like, what were your experiences? Like, what tips do you have? So I could kind of start to get some of that in my brain. And then I have this like ridiculously long Google doc that is like a like planning document. So it's like, here's where we put all of our notes about funding. Here's all the notes about like what uh, locations we need or want or stuff about the casting and keeping those for those folders as organized as possible. Um, and trying to not just end up like putting things wherever so that I can find the information has been really helpful because there's so many steps. So it's also like just remembering like, what are the steps that we're on right now? What are the things that we can handle right now? Because locations, that is, that's September, October's problem. Um, August problem is hear back from different like companies to see if maybe we can get somebody to like donate some hair gel and some money or you know seeing who's auditioning so we can see if we have a good child actor that can carry the script or if we're going to need to like keep digging and keep searching to find the right person and um just being like what are we what's the priority and what's just something that we can deal with 
later down the line so long as we like stick a flag in the grass to be like do not wait until November to try to figure that part out um yeah okay so y'all rocking and rolling figuring it out absolutely um (laughs) um, what are you hoping the audience gets from uh your short film more than anything I just want people to feel like seen and heard and have a good time I feel like even people without ADHD or without any kind of neurodiversity like they can connect with just like feeling out of place or wanting to be in this space and you don't really know exactly where you fit or how you fit I know that we have so many stories that have to do with like black hair and black hair for women in particular and to be able to like join that collection of stories makes me happy but also being able to specifically make something that I think people who do have ADHD or anxiety or any other kind of like neurodiversity or mental illness can like see themselves in and see a kid kind of struggle and then thrive and know that they aren't alone out there is what I really want to be able to like give to people. I love that because I feel like it speaks to so many like audiences, like for kids to see it, it lets them know that I can be anything. It sounds like for adults, it lets them like tap into like that inner child and maybe feel seen from when they were a child and start to make some like difference. And then I feel like for older folks, it gives some language and helps them to understand like when they see kiddos that may be struggling, like this might be what their experiences and ways that maybe they can start to think about how they can step in. So I love that. Yeah. That is, that is all we're trying to do, you know, and also just like have some fun because why not? I love that you put that in there. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. So want people to be seen and heard and have a good time. Exactly. Well, Kirby, as we wrap up, I want to ask you if you have any takeaways for our listeners. Mm. Do I have any takeaways? Um, I feel like one of my biggest takeaways is that you don't have to live your life on hard mode. And I don't just mean that with like ADHD. I mean that with like depression or anxiety or anything else. I feel like a lot of times people get really, I don't want to say comfortable, but I guess they get used to dealing with whatever it is that they're dealing with and don't really recognize that they can get help or break out of that pattern or you know try to get help and change your mind later if it's not working for you whatever I want that to I think be the biggest takeaway from the episode hopefully is like just do what helps you as opposed to just being like oh well I've survived this long this way so that's fine like just because you're surviving doesn't mean that like you're actually doing okay so yes yes absolutely um so I mean in the meantime where where is there any information that you want to share as far as as far as your film and like how we can support or what we can be looking forward to or just anything uh if anybody wants to support we have an Indiegogo crowdfunding campaign it's under ways to fly short You can also find me or the film by simply like searching Kirby Marshall Collins or Kirby said, as in like talks a lot. Um, (laughs) uh, And anything helps 
whether that's money, whether that's sharing the campaign, whether that's just like, you know, sending a like or a comment or something to be like, hey, excited for this whenever it's done. Um, Cause it'll be a bit until we're there. But once it's there, I definitely want to be able to, you know, share it everywhere that I can. Yes, absolutely. We're excited. We're excited for you for that, but also just this episode in general. I don't think we have had an episode yet that has talked about ADHD um, in general or like you, like, I don't, Myra, have we? No, right? No, which is really wild to think of. Um, and like you speaking, like you're speaking of specifically for like Black women in specific, I do feel like that I've been hearing more about it, especially as a therapist. I feel like with my clients, it is coming up a lot more. Uh, so we thank you for, you know, bringing this topic um, and we can't wait, we can't wait to release it. Yeah. And to see your film too. Yeah. Yeah. I will also say that there's um, a bunch of different like hashtags that have been helpful. Like sometimes people do hashtag ADHD while black or hashtag black and ADHD. And those have a lot of people also sharing their experiences and have been helpful to see. And I know that there's an account that's like black girl lost keys. And that was also really helpful. Like seeing another black person who was just like, listen, this is some stuff that's happening um, because, you know, there are a lot of different experiences naturally within um, any community, but it feels like a lot of times within Black community, people are just kind of like, oh, you're you're just being lazy, or they try to wave it off, or they're just like, oh, you'll get over it, or you'll grow out of it, or whatever. And so it's nice to have people who kind of may have experienced some of that kind of language or some of those responses, um, and how they're kind of breaking themselves out of it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. So we'll put those resources um, in the description. And yeah, thank you so much, Kirby. You have a great Sunday. You too.